Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Circe Podcast Network. I'm Joshua Gibbs, and this is Proverbial, the podcast where we explore the wisdom of the ages as it comes to us in Proverbs, by which I mean wise sayings a man may live by if he's not so arrogant as to think himself special. Episode 125, Stanley Kubrick. Today's proverb is unattributed. I'll read it twice. If you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. Once more, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. This is an unusual proverb because unlike most proverbs, this is not something you say to other people. Generally, proverbs are things you say to other people. This is a proverb you only ever say to yourself. Now, it has meaning and import for other people, so far as you're concerned, but more on that later. It's a proverb you say to yourself. It's a proverb you say to yourself when you are irritated. If you want something done right, you have to do it yourself, is what you say the third or fourth time you explain to someone how to do something and they cannot do it according to your standards. There's really only one significant word in this proverb. I think most proverbs have two or three significant words. This proverb only has one. It's the word right. If you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. If you want something done well, other people can handle it. If you want something done nicely, if you want it done competently, if you want something done cheaply, if you want it done quickly, you can pay someone. Those are qualities which other people can handle. The word right implies a 
very particular vision for how you want something to turn out, though. Right is not an objective standard. Good is an objective standard. Competence is an objective standard. Right is completely subjective. Right. If you want something done right, right is a very nuanced, very detailed version of good. It's not objective. Highly subjective. Right is goodness run through the unrepeatable distinctiveness of your character and your persona. Now, as with most people, I think I'm willing to settle for good on most things. I don't need potato chips to be done right. I'll let you pick them out. When it comes to potato chips, if they're good, they're good enough. I don't obsess over anything tech-related. Audio quality, video quality. I don't have to pick out the TV. I don't have to pick out the speakers. I don't have to set the speakers up exactly to my specifications. There's even tech stuff where bad is good enough for me. I have a pair of wireless headphones that are awful, and they're fine. I just don't care about that sort of thing. There's a few things that I have to have done right, though. There are a few things that I have to take care of myself. For example, when I have guests over, everything has to be done my way, which means that I have to do most of it. I have to plate up the food myself. I have to iron the napkins myself. Sometimes I have the kids do it. I'm not into scruffy hospitality. You might remember that from a few years ago. That trend, that term that launched a thousand Christian think pieces. Remember scruffy hospitality? Let's not comb our hair before the guests come over and pretend it's amazing theology. I'm not into that. I don't want anyone picking out clothes for me. You know why? Because I'm vain. Because I have a very personal interest in how I look. I know how I ought to look. No one else does. At the same time, there are a lot of really beautiful things in the world because someone realized this, because someone realized if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. And then everyone around them had the common sense to get out of their way. And so I want to say that there's sort of two versions of right. There's a lower and higher right. The lower version of right is the things that you're just very particular about. But right is a scale. There's this higher, more transcendent sort of right, and it's particular to the world of genius. I think that there's a sense in which this proverb is also helpful in the way that we view other people because it helps explain the nature of genius. There are a handful, not many, a handful of directors in the history of cinema that were basically given clearance to do whatever they wanted. And this is because studio executives were smart enough 
to realize that some directors knew what they were doing, not just on a higher level, but on a personal level. That was high, that no one had ever seen before. For example, after Stanley Kubrick made Dr. Strangelove, he was told to just do whatever he wanted to do, like for the rest of his career. After Dr. Strangelove came out, which was in the early 60s, I think, the studio, I think it was 20th Century Fox, said, you know what? You just do whatever you want to for the rest of your career. Stay here. Stay with us. Keep making our movies. Keep making movies for this studio. Keep You keep around and we'll give you all the money that you want to do it however you want. And they told Kubrick this because based on Dr. Strangelove, it was obvious that the whole world of cinema was coming together in this man's head in a way that everyone just needed to get out of the way of. He does not need people stepping in making little adjustments to his vision, that's only going to derail the project. This guy's working on a higher level than anyone else. He doesn't need anyone critiquing his process. He was sort of, it's sort of like being made a Supreme Court justice. Like, if you become a Supreme Court justice, it means we trust you more than we trust us. Your power is no longer hitched to our approval. Your approval of yourself means more than our approval of you. That's what it means to become a Supreme Court justice. That's what it means for the studio to tell Stanley Kubrick, just do whatever you want to from now on. What you want to do is right. We trust you more than we trust us. Now, I think that people who function at this very high level are, interestingly enough, not all that resilient. People that function on this sort of high level don't recover well when people mess with the singularity of their vision. I think that good managers know this. I think good producers know this. I think good administrators know this. That there are some people that are aware enough, that are operating on a higher level. You simply need to get out of their way and let them do what they do. And this is the case when you've got someone who is obsessive over the details. That's obviously what Kubrick was. Like, you watch Dr. Strangelove, and it's all so precise. It's all so particular. It hangs together in this incredible way. There's no fat to trim from that movie. It all feels right. It all looks right. It all vibes right. The whole thing just hangs together immaculately well. It's one of the great comedies ever made. Now, interestingly enough, after Stanley Kubrick was told, make whatever you want, you know what he made? 
after being told by studio executives, do whatever you want. We trust you more than we trust us. After Kubrick was told that, based on the quality of Dr. Strangelove, he went away and four years later, I think four or five years later, made what is now often regarded as the greatest film of all time, 2001 A Space Odyssey. When you tell someone like Stanley Kubrick, do whatever you want, we're getting out of your way, they are capable, that sort of person is capable, of making one of the greatest, if not the greatest films of all time. Now, Kubrick could never have made 2001 early on in his career because he still had to make too many people happy. If you describe 2001, A Space Odyssey, to someone who's never seen it, it sounds dumb. <laughs> it sounds goofy. No dialogue for half an hour, a bunch of people in monkey suits throwing bones around for half an hour? No one wants to see that. No major actors for half an hour? Half an hour, are you quite sure? And it's all scored with classical music. Hmm. Yeah, it does not sound like a winner. That sounds like a loser. How's this all ending? Giant space baby. No way. <laughs> You're crazy. No one wants to see that. No one wants to make your LSD-induced crazy space movie, Stanley. Get out of here. That's what people tell Stanley back in the late 1950s, if he had proposed the film back then. But after he proved himself, after he proved that he knew more than everybody else, and the people that worked with him were smart enough to recognize this, they freed him up to do what he wanted to do. And what he wanted to do was make the greatest film of all time. I think that the way in which you recognize this in other people is it's humbling. When you realize that someone else cares about something more than you do. You might need to get out of their way. Whoever cares the most is probably right. Whoever devotes more of their time to a thing is probably right. If you've got someone who obsesses over something, think about this for a second. If you've got someone who is obsessed over something, over their craft, over their labor, over their work, over their family, if you've got someone with a self-generated, self-propelling concern for a thing, with a fixation on that thing, you've got something quite rare on your hands because most people are not fixated and obsessed with doing something productive. Most people are obsessed with having fun. Most people are obsessed with living a pleasant life. If you've got someone who's obsessed over creating perfect things, things that only meet their standards because their standards are higher than everyone else's, you've got something rare on your hands. Get out of their way. Let them do what they need to do, what they've ruminated on and contemplated and dwelled on. The reason why there are really good things in the world is because a few people want things done right. The reason why there's a Sistine Chapel ceiling is because some people want things done right. 
The reason why there's Mozart's Requiem is because some people want things done right. The reason why Ferragamo shoes look so good and the reason why the sophistication of Gerard Manley Hopkins poetry brings you to tears. The reason why people are still talking about that black monolith 60 years later is because some people insist on things being done right. Now, insisting on things being done right is not perfectionism. Perfectionism is just virtue signaling. The person who wants things done right doesn't care if anyone notices. This is one of the fascinating things about that which people want done right. If you want things done right, you don't care if anyone notices. People that want things done right have high standards that they have to meet. It's almost a kind of mystic communion with the forms. The man who wants things done right, the man who's obsessed with making perfect tacos for the church potluck, does not care who eats them. Nor does he care how much anyone enjoys them. He's working for himself. He's working for God. I don't know how many of you have seen it. I talk about this film constantly. Yero Dreams of Sushi. Yero the sushi guy does not care if anyone likes his sushi. If you've seen Yero Dreams of Sushi, you know that guy never talks about taking pleasure in his customer's enjoyment of his food. That's not it. He's a Platonist. You probably don't understand. You're in no position to judge him. There's no moment, if you've seen that documentary, you know, there's no moment where Yero says something like, the pleasure that my customers take in eating my food is what drives me. No, it's not. It has to be done right. It has to be done according to his standards. And because they're his standards, you don't get it. Perfectionists, on the other hand, always want to be recognized. Perfectionists are like vegans and CrossFit junkies. They're going to tell you they're a perfectionist. But the man who wants things done right is a slave to a form that only he understands. Now, I don't mean this as an insult. There's not many people like this in the world. There's not many Stanley Kubricks. There's not many Hero the Sushi guys in the world. You're probably not this sort of person. There might be a few things that you need done right according to your standards, but not on that Stanley Kubrick level. There aren't many people like this in the world. There's a chance, though, that at some point in your life, you're going to come near one of these people. And when you do, for everyone's sake, just stand out of their way. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.